BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSEN. Here we go. Welcome in. This is Follow the Money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Paulie Howard as we are live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Coming up over the next three hours, plenty to get into from last night's debacle from the Raiders and uh, heavy on week 14 as well in the NFL. Nigel Seeley on the World Cup and some best bets there from him in an hour. Adam Chernoff in 90 minutes, friend of the show, NFL handicapper, and better uh, what he likes for this week. He's laying, put it this way, he's laying some heavy, heavy numbers this week, big numbers in the NFL. No Chuck Edel today. He's taking the week off. Um, so <clears throat> we will begin with last night's embarrassing and pathetic collapse, the latest, by the way, from the Raiders. And I could not believe what I was watching, Paulie, yet again with this team. And I need to get this out of the way, out of the gates. I do feel awful today for anybody who had to or decided to use the Raiders last night in a survivor pool. I can relate somewhat. I mean, if you want to go back to week two, I had the Browns against the Jets, but that's week two. So I know what it's like to get your guts ripped out. I don't know what it's like in week 13 if you had to use the Raiders last night in Survivor, but that was just, I mean, the entire game, if you're looking at the box score and the stats, they're they're leading by 150, nearly 200 yards of offense. The Rams are doing nothing the entire way. But again, McDaniels, conservative, punting on fourth and one. Where was Devontae Adams last night, huh? Where was the guy who averaged 13 targets over the last five weeks and could have eaten all night long last night? He had Ramsey. He was in Ramsey's head the entire time. You could tell right away, and they blew it up 16-3 in the fourth. Yep. You're talking about a defense that's been horrible against the pass since week seven. There should never be a game where Adams only has three catches. The game should have been over at halftime. Correct. Settling for field goals, and I said, I I can't go to war with this guy. I don't like Carr at all. The interception before halftime is atrocious. That is a high school play. Cannot happen. He leads the league in red zone interception since 2014. How big was that play turned out to be? Of course. You cannot turn it. It's out of a timeout, too. Mm -hmm. So take at least get the three points. How much of that was on him getting pushed? No, he's still throwing the ball. I he, mean, he got hit at the end, but it was like a lollipop. Yeah, it was going to be what a softball up in the air anyway. Yeah, well, I, good chance that was intercepted. But make no mistake about it. This is a playoff team. 
They made the playoffs last year. You see the talent that they have, but it all comes down to the coaching. And, and, and this guy just getting outclassed every week, and they're doing something that's never been done before. They're the fourth team to lose four games in a season after leading by 13 or more points. You talk about something historic you'll get to that's never happened before as they blow another double-digit lead. And uh, and it, I'm not even counting the Indianapolis debacle. So to think that you've lost to a team that on less than four days had a new coach, you lost at home there, and a quarterback comes in and goes 98 yards to win the game, and he joined the team with less than 40 hours, 48 hours notice and comes in and goes right down the field. No timeouts there. It's the longest go-ahead that right. It's the longest go-ahead touchdown drive under two minutes in the last 45 years. Game winning. Game winning. You're kidding. Yeah. Silly penalties to help out the drive as On well. On that final drive. After after the sack. Yes. You knock Tillery. You, you, you knock the ball out of the what are you doing, dude? Automatic first down. So yeah, two no. of their losses came. The opposing team. They had a coach and a quarterback had a combined six days to get ready for the game, and yeah. they lost both of them. The Colts' loss is like top four. It's okay. not even number one or number two. Th- this six, is a- so, well, quickly, 16-3 to three last night, three minutes left. 28-3 to three against Arizona, eight minutes left. Led Jacksonville and Kansas City 17-0. I'm not, I haven't even mentioned a New Orleans game where they didn't get into Saints territory until the two-minute warning. Yeah. Didn't even bring up the Chiefs game. When they led by 17, 17 points. Yes, yeah. So, again, it's the first team since 1930. You can only go back to 1930 with these stats. Josh Dubow tweeted this out. Yeah. No team in the NFL has ever lost four games in a season when leading by 10-plus points at halftime until now. Until this stupid team and the Raiders and McDaniels and how awful he is. My God, you got to pin it on somebody, and this keeps happening over and over and over again. Like you said, Paul, it's a great conversation today. What's the worst loss of the season for the Raiders? If that one doesn't take the cake, well, which one does? Because the Saints thing, the Saints game may have been the worst performance by any team in the league, not named the Texans the entire year. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. But last night was worse. Um, the only game that I think that you could argue was worse was Arizona when they were up 20 to nothing at halftime, and they just allowed Murray to do the joystick nonsense and somehow came back to win the game. Mm-hmm. They were The Cardinals were dead 15 times over and over and over. That's the only game. And that's, but that look at the list that you just rattled down. The Colts game, completely unacceptable. Yep. The Jacksonville game up 17 0. The, the, the Chiefs game, again, you can't, the Chiefs, I'm not going to, it's Mahomes in the, that offense that you're talking about. But that's like six games that we're talking about now in the same season when you were a playoff team and you won 10 games a year ago. Oh, and four, up double digits at halftime. Impossible, right? Yes, it, it is. Never happened so bad. Um, and then how the offense just shuts down, too. But again, every drive in the first half's in Rams territory. Game should have been over. Put them away. And then uh, the, some of the play calling. What You mentioned the Adams thing, but not attacking Ramsey and how bad they've been against the pass. And then Jacobs is hurt. And they try trickeration and doing oh, stuff that's, there. And okay. boy, does this. And this guy loves to punt and kick on fourth and one. I'll tell you that. He was so conservative again oh. last night. It's just, it's head scratching. You can't do that anymore in the NFL. And by the way, for the people who love. Right, you got to punt. You got to pin them deep. How does that taste last night? When again they were in their own territory, they needed one yard to put the game away. Rams no timeouts. How does that taste? You punt the ball, you pin them at the two, ninety-eight yard drive, touchdown in your face. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I don't want to hear about it anymore. You need to be aggressive and go for it in these spots when it makes sense. Okay. And there's again with the game plan. <laughs> I'm I'm befuddled last night watching this. <laughs> there's no doubt in my mind they took them lightly. All right, it was a short week. They didn't know if it was going to be you know Wolford. Or uh, Mayfield, which is another story, by the way, we can get to. And they got the Patriots on deck. And McDaniels is going to go against his former team. However, this is a great tweet from Dalton Cates. Since week seven, the Rams defense, they were 30th in pass EPA per play. Expected points added per play. 30th. Yep. They were also 6th in rush EPA per play, which we pointed out yesterday. The Raiders ran the ball 38 times for 4.3 yards per carry. They threw the ball 20 times for 12.5 yards per attempt. Adams had five targets heading into the last drive. Absolutely unreal. And on top of that, during his time with Green Bay, Adams played 62 games, regular season in the playoffs. He caught fewer than four passes one time. One time, he has four games with fewer than four catches this season for the Raiders. This is after, again, a streak where he was absolutely on fire, he was unguardable, and he was averaging 13 targets per game in 133 yards in the last five weeks. And he, Ramsey was just, he, he was 
intimidated last night by Adams. And you, they could have gotten whatever they wanted, but instead they played safe, they ran the ball the entire time, and you brought it up briefly there for a second, uh, which is redundant, but I'll get to my point here. Jacobs leaves the game. He's injured. You can He's grimacing with right, the face. He's right. got the pinky. What, the next two plays? They threw a, a halfback pass was an option there? And they threw him the ball as well, and he comes out. He's like, yeah, I caught the ball. It's hurting again. What are you doing with the play calling last <laughs> night? Come on, read the room. Yeah. I had no action on the game other than like some props. I was furious watching the stupid game last night. Yep. Here's McDaniels after the game, uh, blowing yet another big lead. We can't get further ahead, and you know, and and if you know, this is the National Football League. If you let them hang around long enough, you know, um, you know, it comes down to you know one possession, a couple plays, and who makes them, you know. So, um, you know, like I said, this isn't this isn't an offensive, defense, or a special teams thing. It's a team thing. We got to be able to. Uh, you know, extend the lead if we have one and uh, keep competing, not let our foot off the gas, no relaxing and, you know, and try to play the same way we, we were playing when we had the, you know, when the, when the game starts, you know. And so um, just obviously I haven't done a good enough job of being able to get us to do that. No, it's, it's Hackett. It's the same thing every week with both coaches. And that's, well, stay aggressive and then going for the kill. Uh, that's on you. The other thing, again, it was one of the dumbest comments a couple weeks ago, the owner, Mark Davis, McDaniel's doing a fantastic job. I mean, this guy inherited a playoff team, and he's running it right into the ground. And how? And what, what should be a playoff team this year? The other thing, you mentioned the props. Did people see Wolford props out there? I, mean, I, what I saw nothing up? on Mayfield. All three quarterbacks were active. Right. You know, again, this can't happen. We don't know till late who's going to start at quarterback. And uh, the other thing, condolences if he had him in Survivor. A bigger upset might be only 15 people here at Circa had the Raiders available. I can't believe that. Yeah. When'd you use them other than the Texans game? That's wild. So we won't find out till Saturday night when Derek Stevens is on air here on the network, but only 15 people had him available. So, and, and you feel good for Baker Mayfield, which he was 0-22 as a starter when he was down 13 or more in a game. He's 2-1 doing it, coming off the bench now. And now the league's got to be loving that. He got the game ball afterwards, sure. And now the league's loving this because their next two games are Monday night at Green Bay, and then they play on Christmas against Denver. Well, suddenly people are like, oh, what the hell, I'll put it on now. At least you have a reason to watch those two games. Yeah. I mean, this is – it's so embarrassing. Because the final I mean, two drives. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it. they done nothing right. Yeah, but he brings them all the way back and 16-3 to three with three minutes left, and they win. I didn't even – what's the highest you guys saw, too? I saw eleven to one in play. I, mean, I Who would even bet that? I saw guy sending his ticket. He gets eleven to one with two minutes left. Yeah. Like they're not going ninety-eight yards. Whoops. I saw ten to one. I think when it was sixteen to three, I had no interest there. Oh, no, I'm not going to bet that. Had to be higher. Yeah. It should my, have been a lot. My buddy Mike, Mike Pritchard said on Twitter last night to me, he's like, they took him lightly. Yeah, it's exactly what you, you can never do that in the NFL. Yeah. Should have been over at halftime. Yep. No ifs, ands, or buts. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook here calling all soccer fans to lace up your cleats with the World Cup in full swing. Now is a perfect time to check out Bet Rivers. Log into Bet Rivers every single day and receive a bet on behalf of Bet Rivers when you place a wager of at least 25 bucks. That's every match day. Bet Rivers has all the latest odds, lines, and boosts to create the perfect match day experience. Head to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today to get in all the action. It's a whole new game. Up next, we'll recap more of last night's action with win some, lose some. Paulie runs down what took place in the world of sports here and follow the money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. 
Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. What's new, VSEN.com? The college football bowl guide is out. Ready for download right now. Nigel Seeley, World Cup analysis. And Lou Finicaro on UFC 282. And the bowl guide picks every game from Brent Musburger, Steve Mackin, and power rankings for every team. Applebaum in this bowl strategy, VSEN.com. Slash subscribe and uh, get up there, become a VEASAN Pro member. Uh, rolling here on a Friday, follow the money. Thug Nasty and the Merchant of Death with you. Uh, your parody account checking in. People book the aisle and window as a couple with the hopes the middle stays empty for the flight. That's a travel pro tip. Mm, I, Put that down, Dustin. Top of the hour. I asked him, uh, is it worth it when it backfires like that? Yeah, right. Now I'm guessing well, who, th- who thinks someone's going to say, "Nah, right. nah, I'm good." And I'm guessing it backfires. What once out of every five thousand flights like that? I mean, there's that that guy is. I'm good with the aisle. Yeah. Well, just as a human being, is oh, you're together? Sure. Yeah, you want to right? Sit of next course. To each yeah. Other. Yeah. <laughs> He's the type of guy that would then fall asleep on one of does You know, fall asleep on somebody and uh-huh. then, yeah, get off me here, yeah. like Tony at Thanksgiving. All right. Uh, so the games that we have coming up week 14 on Sunday, Paulie, this is your baby. This is your team. It's the yeah. Eagles. They're laying seven and I'm seeing it juiced now, uh, a buck 15 at a lot of spots. And the total is 44 and a half at uh, most books. Maybe there's a 45 out there with the giants. You were all about this last week playing giants home under the trend has been real. It's been lengthy. Do you want to go yeah. in with that again? On Sunday? Yeah, I think the total's too high. I mean, it's been an ATM machine here, a 16-2-1 underrun for the Giants at home. Also, it's the divisional under angle as well, 37-20-1 on the season. Total seems too high to me in a Giant game. Uh, last year was the – remember, they, they lost this game, Philly, and they were ter- – Hurts was awful. He gave the game away. They lost 13-7, to and this was the – I don't know. They might need a quarterback. He's not the answer. They still made the playoffs, and now we're seeing he's right there with Mahomes in the MVP discussion. A lot of points, but again, the Giants' power rating. Uh, a lot of people think they're phony, and they just played a bad schedule, which could be true and probably is, but uh, huge for the Eagles here. At DraftKings, are minus $3 to have the most wins in the league, and they got to have it. I mean, you have to hold off the Cowboys – Big for the division and big for the one seed as well, although I think a loss could be coming soon, if not Sunday, but a couple more with the Vikings, and they have the tiebreaker. But uh, they're 5-0 and on the road. But it just when you look at the whole card Sunday and then next week, it's it, it tough. I mean, the point spread's about right. I would just look at under, no, no opinion on the side. I yeah. mean, also, you have the Giants coming off the, the overtime. They played an extra quarter. 
And and the Giants, right. the Eagles just put their feet up and relaxed in the second half with the blowout. Yep. So, but I'm concerned always when a team and the Eagles have shown this, right? Oh, they look great. Then a stinker. Oh, what's wrong with the Eagles? Then the performance last week. Sure. It's like they they just pl- brought their A game and a no problem against Tennessee. So now can they, they can they do it again and have a blowout win? I'm not uh, personally. I'm not comfortable laying seven. It could touch seven and a half at some point points with a team on the road in a divisional game. That's that's a lot of points here. Yeah, that's a big true. number. Yeah. I will say this. I mean, I have all the numbers in front of me. The EPA stuff, advanced metrics. The, the one area, if you go on season-long numbers, the one area where you might think, well, the Giants can exploit the rush defense for the Eagles. However, the rush defense has gotten better. They did a great job against Derrick Henry. And by the way, uh, Saquon Barkley now has gone under in his last three games for his rushing yards prop. I don't see it on the board yet, but I don't think Barkley does much here mm-hmm. in this game against the Eagles defense, so it's going to probably yeah. come down to Danny Dimes. Well, that's the whole key, right? I mean, if they can't run the ball, forget about it. Yeah, and because of Barkley staying mm-hmm. under, yeah. I've, Daniel Jones now has gone over, I believe, his attempts and completions in his last three games. Something in the track. On the flip side, you brought up Hurts in the MVP conversation right now. Has been all year long, but he's right there with Mahomes now. Well, guess what? Brian Dable was a coach there for a minute at Alabama while Hurts was there, and here's Dable talking about Hurts. He's as competitive and mentally tough uh, as I've ever been around. Uh, he's a great teammate. So, you know, unfortunately we have to play them twice a year. Uh, I'm very happy for the success that he's had. Uh, he's Again, he's a special, special young man to me, and he's, he's just a mentally tough guy, Pat. Like, nothing rattles him. He doesn't get rattled. So... He got this happened, this happened. He don't worry about all that stuff. He just focuses on what he needs to focus on. The short time I was around him, I haven't been around him for five years or whatever it is, but just as a young a young college person, uh, you have a great appreciation for his mental toughness, his competitive stamina, and his leadership. Brings up a good mm-hmm. point. Uh, put it this way, I would love to be Jalen Hurts' teammate. If I was an NFL player, I would love to play with that dude. He has been a winner, and he has evolved uh, pretty much every single stop where he's been. I mean, he was totally different at, at Oklahoma than what he was at uh, Alabama, yep. and now he's just got he's advanced and gotten way better than he ever was, obviously, at either one of those stops. So. What a turnaround in a span of less than a year. Oh, absolutely. We have to go in a different direction. He's not the answer, and he can win the MVP, and they get the one seed. Yep. Uh, $3, as I mentioned, to lead the league and wins, minus $4 to get the one seed in the NFC now. With the Eagles. How are you feeling right now about your Lions bet? Now, this this number moved up to two and a half, but it came back down, I believe it was yesterday with the move, back on the Vikings to two, and now there are books out there posting Lions minus one and a half. Feel fine about it. Yeah, feel good. You know, Minnesota's phony. We know that. Nine and oh in one score games. Ten and two, and they've been outgained uh, by yards per game. And uh, Detroit's hot. You know, the other thing, too, this is a very good tweet. Going back about, oh, my God, what are you doing? What a horrible trade. And and Goff is playing the best football of his career. It's been unbelievable here. He's not turning it over. He's lighting it up with the yards. He's finding St. Brown every week. And, I mean, this is, how does this stay under? Minnesota defense, second worst. Detroit defense, last. Pass against the pass. Minnesota, 31. uh, uh, 32nd, excuse me. Detroit defense, points per game. Uh, last. So you figure it'd be fireworks here and again to be close. Four in a row between these teams have been decided by four points or fewer. And earlier in the week, you mentioned the first game when Detroit blew that game yep. and kicked the field goal uh, and didn't go for it. And Campbell immediately regretted it after the game. So, uh, yeah, I like the Lions and I just, you, you can't do this every single week. You can't. I know it's worked out so far, but you just can't pull one out of the fire. Every single week, and it just the drop touchdown on fourth down for the Jets. Their issues in the red zone. Minnesota had no business winning that game. So to pay off the tease, the quarterback I was talking about ten minutes ago is in fact Jared Goff. Only eight and seventeen straight up with Dan Campbell as the coach here in Detroit. However, where it matters most, seventeen and eight, sixty-eight percent ATS. A lot of those times, obviously, going to be a big dog today or this week. He's actually favored. Now I will tell you that uh, I went and looked since week nine when they beat Green Bay, and they were very fortunate. They made a lot of uh, huge plays when it mattered most there against the Packers, and Rodgers was terrible in that game. I mean, with the three red zone INTs, whatever it was. Uh, Since week five, yes on defense, they are dead last in explosive pass percentage allowed. 
However, points per game on the season, Paul, he did last. The, since week nine, they're actually 11th in points allowed per game. Play success percentage, they're 8th. Their season-long numbers are terrible across the board. But if you go now, smaller sample size and how they've improved since week nine, they're actually like top 10 in some key categories. And offensively, since week nine, they're, they're number one or top five in a lot of these key categories. Yeah, yeah. This is a long winning streak if it wasn't for the Thanksgiving game against Buffalo. And they went head-to-head with them right there. Yeah. Michael David Smith on Twitter. Goff is a better quarterback than Stafford right now. Younger, healthier, cheaper, and the Lions will get a top five pick in next year's draft. The Rams winning the Super Bowl was an all-time example of the results working out on a fundamentally bad trade. Yeah. Well said. I like it. Guy's been great. I like it. And St. Brown uh, has been awesome as well. And remember that his numbers suffered when he was out, and, and certainly the Jamal Williams story. I mean, how good is that? I mean, leading the league in rushing touchdowns. Sure, and that may be a season-long thing. Why? Well, you don't you don't like my bet? I, I don't. No, like I, I kind of do. I, I don't just, like. because it's been going back and forth. Yeah, right. a little bit here. Yeah. Um, more points in that game or the Sunday night game? Dolphins Chargers actually has a higher total by a point now. It's fifty-two and a half. I think I think we could see fireworks yeah. in both of them. Yeah, I guess I could see teams settling for field goals in the Minnesota game, but uh, uh, yeah, I should see a ton of points in both games. I mean, yeah, I, I just. Either defense here on Sunday night, the Dolphins or the Chargers, are they going to yeah. slow down Tua? I mean, Tua's better at home. The numbers absolutely don't lie. He's way better at home. But against his Chargers defense, they're, I mean, it's they can do whatever they want in any offseason. I mean, they have for the last 15 years, yeah. and it doesn't matter. Well, Herbert has to do a better job, and, and he, the interceptions have been a problem. But the other thing is he, these guys can't stay healthy. I mean, he doesn't know week, week in, week out who he's throwing to, mm-hmm. you know? And that suddenly yeah. uh, they look like they're a, they're they're a dog, and they're going to miss the playoffs now. So season on the line here. Next two home games, they get Tennessee at home next week as well. But I want to see how Miami responds and Tua responds after it didn't go well in San Francisco in this tough stretch back to back to back road games and back to back on the West Coast. Yep. You know we don't get them all right, obviously, uh, not even close to all of them right. But there is a reason why we do the look ahead lines every single week and point out some numbers that might move and trying to read the market. Last week, when we did early lines, the Dolphins-Chargers game was a pick We said that can't be. Not the case. Dolphins are a better football team. Now they're laying three, three yep. and a half. Yeah. And it, pay, it pays to bet early a lot of times. And it, when, you, you, when you know that the market is, in fact, going to be on the move. Cousins' career at Ford Field, 13 touchdowns, no interceptions. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Up next, we'll share season-long data and trends on the first player to score a touchdown pop, uh, prop, team tendencies, fast and slow starters, which players they look to get the ball to, all next. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. At it today, doubleheader with the World Cup. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook, your home, all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Soccer, football, hockey, or basketball, they have you covered. Tuesday, hockey first goal insurance. Sunday, football parlay insurance. Bet Rivers calling all soccer fans. Get up there now and check out the World Cup daily bet and get. It's a whole new game and over 800 different ways to bet the matches at Bet Rivers. Good job by uh, Stephanie producer here at VSIN, and I just tweeted the story out that she did this week at Mitch Moss Radio if you want to take a peek. She looked at uh, every single team and uh, the first touchdown scored in their games this year and tendencies for players that they like to go to when they're near the goal line. Love it. Uh, and so I, I love betting the first touchdown prop. I'm not going to lie. Um, I know at some books the whole percentages are going to be horrible and you don't want to bet there, but that's, I mean, like for example, here in Las Vegas, anyway, Circa offers really good numbers. Westgate offers really good numbers. Some other books do as well. Some books you're not going to even look at them because you know they're going to be terrible. But across the country, if you pay attention to you can find some good spots. And to me, like, you, if you do research on this and look into it, you can find what teams really like to do once they get close to the goal line. If it's not going to be like a 60-yard touchdown pass for the first TD of the game. I'll go back to the Patriots... Rams Super Bowl from a few years ago. And I do this for every playoff game, usually, and certainly every Super Bowl. But that year, I looked at every single game for the Patriots. And I only took that single season, right? Because they're going to have different players. Um, there's going to be changeover, that, that sort of a deal. But that particular season, when you looked at every game for the Patriots leading into the Super Bowl, 
they had a lot of rushing touchdowns first. And, oh, by the way, three of them went to their fullback. His name was uh, James Devlin, right? And so they would get close to the goal line, and when that would happen, he would be a look, and he scored three times the first touchdown. So I'm like, okay, that's interesting. And I looked at the Rams and how many times they allowed touchdowns right away to running backs, and it happened to be like a, a pretty decent percentage. So I was betting Devlin in that Super Bowl to score the first touchdown based on the tendencies for the Patriots and the Rams that season. Well, guess what happened in the Super Bowl? Not a lot of points were scored. But eventually the Patriots got all the way down to the one-yard line, and, and Devlin was in at fullback, and I'm live and I'm pumping my fist, and this would have been a huge score. They gave it to Sony Michelle, and he scored instead. But I was live. And so you're not going to win all of these. They're, they're tough to hit, quite frankly. Uh, I've lost every bet that I've made this week on primetime games, but I've hit a 50 to one recently. I hit like a 75 to one earlier this year. Um, you, you can find spots to uh, hit, some, hit some bombers, and it, it's fun. I mean, you know, again, I'm not going to be putting tons of cash down in these props, but it's fun to be invested. And uh, with her research, she found, Pauly, that the best team at scoring the first touchdown this year, the Cleveland Browns. Now, how can that be? That's incredible. Every game but two? I think it speaks to Stefanski's overall scripted plays. Yeah, yeah. right. blowing leads. and Right. And also... Speaks to both. And it it tells you how well Jacoby Brissett played. Yeah. Early on in these games. Vikings, not a surprise. We've known that uh, much of the year. How good they are. And then they just... Seems and they shut it down for a, a couple quarters. That's right. After the great drive. The Ravens okay. and the Vikings mm-hmm. each have scored the first touchdown in nine of their 12 games. Yep. Cowboys, Lions, there you go. Eagles, make some sense. 49ers and Titans have scored the first touch, uh, touchdown in eight of their 12 games. The Packers used to be really, really good at this. And, you know, you're not, again, it's not going to be betting a 50 to one shot or a 30 to one shot, they're not going to come through every week. Like, Jacobs was plus 450 last night. But sometimes that makes sense. I was on Adams last night, and they took him out near the goal line. When Adams was with Green Bay, he was worth betting at 5 or 6 to 1 because they would go to him all the time inside the 5-yard mm-hmm. line. Yes. Uh, the worst teams at scoring their first touchdown. The Colts only three times this year scored the first touchdown in their 13 games. Terrible job. Mm-hmm. The Raiders were only 3 out of 12. They did it last night on the opening drive. Cardinals with their slow starts. That was a big storyline sure. for a lot of the year. The Texans, they're terrible. The Packers this year, bad job from them out of the gates. The Bears and the Saints, the worst teams. Houston, 17 points or fewer, six games in a row. <laughs> it's a disaster offensively. And what are they right. going to do this week? Yeah, right. So the best players at scoring the team's first touchdown, Jamal Williams, why not, right? Leads the league in rushing touchdowns. And the Lions have scored the team's first touchdown six times. He scored the game's or the game's first touchdown five times. Nick Chubb is on the list. Justin Jefferson, Kelsey, Elliott, Fields, Devontae Adams, and the list goes down from there. But it takes a lot of time. And uh, great job by Stephanie putting that together. Well done. Yes, that is awesome. Good job. Yep. Like, for example, and again, you're not going to hit all these. The one that I hit was 50-1. to 1. It was the Eagles-Packers game recently. And the thought was, again, Packers, slow starters. They can't stop the run. The Eagles had a chance to gash them. So I didn't take Hurts. I didn't take Sanders in that game because the Eagles, one of their tendencies is this. They drive down the field. They use a lot of Miles Sanders between the 20s. And then what happens near the goal line? They like, for some reason, to take him out and put in Gainwell. So I bet Gainwell based on that theory and game flow at 50 to 1, and that one happened to cash. But that wasn't just like pure luck. That was watching the Eagles play all year long, looking at the box scores and knowing how the Packers also play, and that one happened to cash. So I'll gladly take that ticket, you know? So fun angles there all the time. Yes, a lot of surprising information, too. Very good. Yep. Yep. Um, Adam Chernoff is coming up in about 40 minutes. He's coming in hot, too. Yeah, he's Ready to go. A lot of plays, a lot of props, and wants to go off on a couple games, especially uh, there'll be a good back and forth on the Minnesota-Detroit game, yep. which everyone's talking about. I mean, the the team that's 10-2 and two and dogs against Detroit, and this, you know, they're really not that good, and then this Paul Charchian, oh boy. Listen, we can't agree on anything. We, we agree Paul Charchian was out of line. Everyone, everyone agrees. 
with the Christmas vacation ramp oh, before terrible it got off the air. Him. Oh, I couldn't believe it. No one had his back. He did it at the buzzer, too, right? so we didn't so. have time to really Yes, he did. Him. He got it at the end. Yeah. But as, as Paul said yesterday, this thing with Minnesota, how about this if you if you flip the the one-score games? Minnesota would be 1-11. That's right. If all these games then went against them. And then the best team in the league would only be 8-4. and four. It's incredible. It's just about, yes, you got to be good. And, yes, it's coaching and, and quarterback play, but also the luck factor. I mean, this person who tweeted this out, the, the what-if NFL standings here, this is so good. What if every one-possession game had the opposite result. The top six seeds in the AFC all would be 8-4, and four, and the Vikings would be 1-11 and eliminated. <laughs> it may seem crazy, but we might just be a few bounces of the ball away from this reality. And look at the what-if standings. I mean, Vikings really, would be picking first in the draft. Yeah, yeah, right. Look where the Giants would be, too. I mean, the, the Giants would have the second-worst record. Yeah. And the Browns would be 8-4 and four with the Raiders and Jacksonville. Yeah. No, no surprise the Raiders are there at 8-4. and four. Yeah, right. None whatsoever. Bengals would be out of the playoffs. Falcons would be 7-6. and six. Mm. Eagles would be out of the playoffs. How about that? Wow. Huh. He's, Adam's yeah. also going to be um, strong on the Bills-Jets game. And I will tell you that uh, this is a difference here, right? Because in reality right now, that game has a point spread of, I think it's 10 everywhere. 10, it's, yes. Yep, 10 I everywhere. Think, I think Adam may have moved it. Yes. In uh, contests out here, it's nine and a half. Mm-hmm. So there's a huge difference there, right? Like if you like the Bills this week. Another tough game. I think they have to absolutely be yeah. on your card for the contest. But lane 10's different story. And like if you like the Jets... Well, maybe in real life you like him plus 10. Do you play him plus 9.5 in the contest? I'd probably say no. Yeah, and I think it's here. They put a a 3.5 up on the Sunday night game, which was surprising. One touchdown and six red zone trips last week for the Jets. 26th in red zone efficiency. don't remind me. Kicking field goals will not get it done Sunday. And Mike White, first Jet quarterback to throw for 350 without a touchdown pass. Which also happened last week. So the, be, re- well, the revenge angle and still the Bills win out. They're the one seed. A lot on the line here as they host the Jets and uh, Dolphins back-to-back. Yeah, Von Miller's out for the year. Yep. But they got White back, and they also got Poyer back on top of that. Yeah. So the secondary is going to be well, humming, but you take sure. away one of the best pass rushers in football. And the field goal's no good again. Uh, number one, it's the Bills, but number two, they're averaging 33 a game at home. Yep. Time now for the pro tip of the hour, available for subscribers only at vcin. Dot com and uh, when we do them across the network every single day, that means you're going to get 20 of them at least, and you can sort them by sport and by show. Yeah, reminder to constantly update your power ratings. And again, I'll point out cross-reference other power ratings as well because things change throughout the entire season. Um, for example, Detroit, 4-1 and one straight up, 5-0 and oh ATS run right now, and their numbers defensively again since week nine, much better than they are full season. And I know some people like to bet on, you know, mo- mo- you know, they base mm-hmm. their handicapping on, you know, recent form in like three or four weeks compared to the full season stuff. And that's, I think, a wise tip there. Well, sure, Goff's been great too. Yep. I mean, if he doesn't turn it over, then they are a dangerous team. He hasn't turned it over four in a row. All right, let's get some uh, World Cup bets today. The great Nigel Seeley, live in Qatar, is going to join the program coming up next. Is this miraculous Morocco run going to continue? Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Follow, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSEN. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook calling all soccer fans. Lace up your cleats. We're down to the final eight. Perfect time to check out Bet Rivers. Log in every single match day. Receive a bet on behalf of Bet Rivers when you place a wager of at least $25. Head to BetRivers.com or download the app today to get in on the action at BetRivers. It's a whole new game. Read them all the time at vcin.com. Nigel Seeley's thoughts on the World Cup and also great podcast on BetRivers. He joins us now in Cutter at Seeley underscore Nigel on Twitter. All right, my friend, four great matches here to get down to the final four. Let's start with Brazil, $7 to advance, Croatia 5-1. What do you recommend here, the first match to start the day? Good morning to you. Good morning. morning um, first of all, it's um, not the best of days in Qatar. The weather is not as warm as it has been in the last couple of uh, weeks. Uh, it's been very overcast this morning. There was a bit of rain around this morning. Uh, and today it's a lot, lot cooler. So if you're looking at uh, temperature plays and thinking that players might be a bit tired because of the heat today, it's not hot at all. It's the coolest day that we've had. Uh, with regards to this game, um, You've got to fancy Brazil. I mean, they're the tournament favourites. They're a heavy favourite to win this match. And you've got to respect that. And you've got to respect them. And I think that everything's fallen into their lap a little bit on this game. Obviously, the Croatians come through a very, very long game against Japan that went to penalties and you know extra time, the extra half an hour, which actually was an extra 40 minutes when you consider the extra stoppage time. So you're talking about the stoppage time as well. They played 40 minutes longer than Brazil. In high-intensity yeah. That the pressure's on to play that extra mat, extra time. What your opponents do is a huge, huge factor, and also you've got to remember that the Brazil have had an extra day rest, so that massively, massively helps Brazil. Um, the last time I spoke to you about Brazil, I was quite sort of, I wasn't, I, I was doubting them to be the tournament favourites. I said they were very, very good defensively and very, very solid from a defensive unit. I was far from convinced from them from an attacking perspective, from what we saw at that point. I was at the Lusau Stadium to watch them play uh, in the quarterfinals, uh, sorry, in the last 16 match against mm-hmm. South Korea. And they were absolutely unbelievable. Fantastic. They all clicked. Um, Neymar came back and scored. Vinicius Jr. played and was exceptional. And I feel that everything here is a perfect time for them to play Croatia. Croatia are one of the oldest teams in the tournament. The fact they've come through a long, long game 
they've had that, like I said, less one day rest compared to the Brazilians and the Brazilians full of confidence. I fully expect Brazil to win tonight and I expect them to win quite comfortably as well. I wouldn't be surprised to see them ha- cover the one and a half goal handicap fairly comfortably. One and a half is around about plus 105 with Bet Rivers now. Mm-hmm. You can go for one and a quarter and get one as a push. But um, one and a half is about plus 105, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule that out. And I just can't see Croatia scoring. Croatia don't really offer much of attacking threat. They haven't really got an out-and-out striker. They've got some really good creative midfield players, in particular Luka Modric, who we all know. But from an attacking point of view, I don't think they'll offer much. And I can't see them breaking down the Brazil defence. So I also quite like uh, Brazil to win to nil, if you can get that. Um, but I, I'm looking for a scoreline of around about 2-0, 3-0 Brazil. I, I don't think Brazil have any problems at all against Croatia. I think everything is a perfect fit for them. Okay, and how about the late match? Argentina against Netherlands. Argentina minus 165 to advance. Netherlands plus 145, and the total is two. This is a, this is a difficult game. This really is a difficult game. I think that a lot of people expect Argentina to win this because of what their form they showed coming into this World Cup, and they're on that absolutely unbelievable run. I think it was a 35 uh, unbeaten uh, match run. Since they got, they, you know, obviously they started the World Cup and lost to Saudi, which was the biggest shock of this tournament so far. But they haven't hit top gear yet, the, the Argentinians. Now, it's a question for betters to think, can, are they going to hit top gear at some stage or have we overrated this uh, Argentinian side? I'm of the belief that they probably will hit top gear. Uh, Lino Messi has been exceptional, probably the only real star that they've had in this tournament. I think he's single-handedly pulling this team through. Uh, the striker, Martinez, who's had a brilliant season for Inter Milan, has been dreadful. Um, and I'm not so sure. This is a, I think this is a tough match. I think if you look at the, the matchups between the two, I think they'll cancel each other out. I think the Dutch are a lot better defensively than they get the credit for. Ake from Manchester City is a defender who's been brilliant. They've got Van Dijk. So they've got two central defenders who play for the top two clubs in the Premier League in Liverpool and Manchester City. So I, I think this is going to be I don't think it's going to be high scoring at all. I mean, the, the, the goals around two bid, uh, sort of two on the, the line. That's unusual in football matches. You, you're usually hearing about two and a half, two and a quarter, something like that. So getting them for, at two shows you that this is going to be low scoring. I have a sneaky feeling this could go long again. Uh, I think the value here is probably for a draw in 90 minutes. I would expect Argentina to prevail, and I hope they prevail because I've actually bet them to win the World Cup. But uh, I would go for a, a draw and a little bit of value in 90 minutes. Okay. So Nigel Seeley, he's our guest. You're going to be at the England-French ma- uh, French match coming up tomorrow. And uh, on the three-way, the draw is plus mm-hmm. 215. France, plus 150. Your club, plus 190. What's the handicap here? Are you nervous yet? Do you think your club advances? Uh, I, well, I think, I, think it's a, I think it's a crucial game of the World Cup. I think it's a, a massive, massive match between two sides that are in great form. I think, it, it, to me, it's whoever wins this game will make the World Cup final. That's, that's what I think. I think that um, I think the French have got the best player in, in Mbappe on the pitch, and that player can spark and do anything from nothing. You know, he's an absolute superstar. He's the next great player in the world football ahead of Going to, go, going to come in after Messi and Ronaldo. Um, but I think the English are the better team. I think the English have um, a, a better squad. I think they can change things from the bench. My only fear for England is if they go 1-0 up. It sounds crazy, but uh, every time England go in the lead in one of these big games, they sit back and try to defend. That That is a dangerous strategy against the French. You have to go play a game of football and they have no fear for them, take the game to them. Um, my heart, obviously telling me that I want I want, and I pray that England will win, but my head is telling me that France are deserved favourites and probably will edge it. Um, I think, again, it's going to be a very, very close match. I do not anticipate many goals. I think it's going to be nervy. I think World Cup quarterfinals, when you get into the business end of tournaments, aren't high-scoring games from history. They're very low-scoring. The stakes are high now. And uh, both of these sides will realise that they have an opportunity to go to a World Cup final because the winner of this will play Portugal, which will have, they were brilliant the other night. I'm not convinced by Portugal at the moment. I still think the, the Ronaldo factor is a bit of a cloud over them. Yes. And Morocco. So that, that is a huge incentive. And when you get big incentives like that, you don't probably get the best game of football that you expect. So 
I, I think it's not going to be the most prettiest match. I think they'll try to cancel each other out. Very low scoring. And I think one goal either way will win it. But um, I wouldn't really be likely so. I certainly won't have a bet on the or too much invested interest in it, hoping that England get through. I wouldn't be having a financial interest at all. Well, you, you've mentioned several times how the there's so many Morocco fans there, but you're already putting Portugal through. And you mentioned Ronaldo. I mean, how much damage this guy's done to his legacy uh, the last a year or so. But what, what do you think if Morocco can shock the world again here? I think it's very, very, very hard for Morocco because if you watch the Spain game, they played with a huge, huge high intensity. That they, they were at it from the first whistle. Their whole game is built about emotion. It's built about pushing, pressing uh, in your face of the team. Really, really, really high tempo, closing down. I don't think you can do that from the quarterfinals, the last 16 quarterfinal, semifinal. You know, I, I think you're going to run out of legs, essentially, at one stage. Again, they played a lot of football uh, in regards to the, the match game, the two penalties against Spain. Whereas Portugal just eased through, didn't they? 6-1. They were the luxury of being able to take players off. Ronaldo is on the bench. Obviously, you know, he, he's causing controversy right here. You're either in the Ronaldo camp or you're not in the Ronaldo camp. That's pr- pretty simple. Mm-hmm. You agree with it as an individual or you, or you disagree. For me, I don't think he should be in the team anywhere because I think he's had the terrible season at Manchester United. He hasn't been playing. And, and the young kids who come in to replace him scored a hat-trick and the, the team without him looks a better team. Um, you know, sometimes in any sport, when you have a, an individual that is so high-profile, high you may look a better team without him. But the luxury they do have is that they can call him off the bench with, with, at crucial stages and from a set piece or from a, an individual bit of brilliance, he can change a game. I still don't, I don't think he should be in the side for 90 minutes. I don't think he's, mm. he, he's played and is at the top of his game. And also, it's age. It's caught up with him. You know, he's, he's been doing unbelievable things, playing an unbelievable amount of games at the high level of soccer. And it's it just come to... It's, it's this, this last few weeks, months, months is, is caught up with him. So, from, what, from my aspect, I think Portugal will win um, because I just don't think the Morocco can replicate it. But let me tell you something. The atmosphere there will be sensational. You can't get a ticket from a Morocco game here. Wow. Not only... Not, not the... the, the it's like I've never seen anything like it in terms of sport from a national perspective. If England got beat in a World Cup, there would be no way Scottish fans or Welsh fans or Irish fans would support England. But the whole of the Arabic nations and the whole of the African nations have all got behind Morocco. It's them against the world. That's how they're seeing it. And uh, that that is a, is a frightening aspect for, for Portugal to go into that cauldron tomorrow. But I do feel that Portugal have a little bit announced about it. I was really impressed with Portugal. And I would expect them to come through. I don't think it'd be easy, but I think once they can quiet that crowd down, uh, I think that uh, Portugal will will get a good. The other thing as well is that Ronaldo is such a huge personality out here. The whole crowd is cheering for him to come onto the pitch. The whole crowd wants to see him. So um, that may temper a little bit of the Morocco support if you had Ronaldo come on. Very so that good. might help him. Yep. Thanks, mate. Again, best bet today, Brazil minus one and a quarter on the Asian Handicap. Uh, good luck with the vet, and uh, good luck to your club tomorrow when you go to, and, and watch it, okay? Thank you. Yep. You can, follow, you can follow him on Twitter. He is at Sealy underscore Nigel. Up next, more NFL games. Some things just don't make any sense. Joe Burrow is 3-0 against Patrick Mahomes. But, oh. His fault? This is Follow the Money on v College Bowl season about to kick off. One week away, v has you covered with the Bowl Guide. Mackinac has power rankings for every team and breaks down the motivational factors that affect bowl games. Josh Applebaum, bowl bowl betting strategy. And Adam Burke on confidence pools. Give yourself an edge. Visit v slash subscribe. Check out the college football bowl betting guide, vison.com slash subscribe. Here we go, a Friday appearance. The great Adam Chernoff, Simple Handicap Podcast. Follow him on Twitter as well to go over these NFL games and the props. Great to see you, sir. Appreciate the time. We were just talking about Bill's Jets. I like the over here, but certainly the Jets have been awful in the red zone, not only against Minnesota, but all season. Revenge for the Bills. But as we said before you came on, this is a big step up. It's a whole different ball game going from Chicago 
and Minnesota's defense to now Buffalo's defense for Mike White. What are your thoughts on this game? Oh, boy. Well, I saw somebody yesterday that is, I'm not going to say they're like incredibly well respected, but a massive audience. They had Mike White power rated as the ninth best quarterback in the NFL. And I'm like, come on, let's <laughs> slow it down here. We saw him last year against Cincinnati have a game full of checkdowns where he goes for a ton of yardage and wins. And then, like you mentioned, this is a massive step up for Mike White. If you're going to handpick two opponents in the current state of the NFL for a backup quarterback to come in and face, I don't know who's better than the Chicago Bears and the Minnesota Vikings. The Chicago Bears, 32nd in defensive efficiency. Trending is the worst defense in the NFL. The Minnesota Vikings sit in zone coverage the entire game. And we've seen teams walk up and down the field week after week on them for the last two months. So Mike White had it as easy as he possibly could coming into his new starting role for the Jets in the last two weeks. And now you go into Buffalo. You face a Bills defense that gets Tredavious White back now. He's getting healthier. You have Poyer back in the secondary. A good pass rush up front. This is a top 10 Bills defense. And it's just going to be a big shock to Mike White and the Jets system. But what I'll say also about this game, the Jets in that first meeting in week nine did everything that they possibly could to be different, to have a unique game plan and executed it as well as they possibly could on both sides of the football. That surprise element is gone. And oftentimes, like we see in every season, these second divisional matchups after the lesser talented team wins the first one and goes out of their way to do something drastically different game two is the opposite story it's more often than not and so i'm looking at this bills minus 10 half the bet at this i'm looking at mm -hmm. last year's uh game log for mike white on halloween that was his magical uh game against the bengals where he was 37 to 45 for 405 yep. yards and three touchdowns and they won 34-31. Fast forward two weeks after that, Mike White against this Bills defense, 24 of 44, 251 yards, no touchdowns, four Not good. INTs. Mm. Yeah, big difference there. Big difference. Yep. Good job. What do you want to do here, and what do you think of the market right now with where it's at? A little bit of buyback on the Vikings when the number got to Detroit, minus two and a half. It's basically now down to two for Detroit. I see a one and a half out there as well. Your thoughts on this game? I think the number is right. I think this game is probably going to be the biggest divide that we have seen from like the major national media talking heads, for lack of a better term, that you're seeing on all the major networks mm -hmm. and what the actual betting market is saying. And that's why I think it's such an interesting divide that we're seeing in this game, because the general sort of mindset here for the average better and like we're seeing people who have covered the NFL for 15, 20 years all of a sudden trying to be betting experts on this game saying, how can the Detroit Lions be two-point favorites against the Minnesota Vikings? They're five and seven, the Vikings are 10 and two. How can this possibly be? And so you have that whole story brewing on one side and the actual truth and the reality is that when you look at the matchup, sets up incredibly well for Detroit and this offense that's really trending as one of the top 10 in the in the league the last four weeks. But the offensive line is now what we had sort of expected coming into the season. The weapons are now going to be healthier. Williams comes back. That's another big boost. Swift is healthy out of the backfield. And it's Jared Goff, who's not going to be facing pressure. He's not at home. We know the checklist, but he's also <laughs> getting a Lions defense, or a Vikings defense, pardon me, that sits in zone, which is where Goff is incredibly efficient so it all lines up very well for the lions and so when you hear like how can the lions be favored this is a trap game vegas is out to get you all of this <laughs> no, no it, it's just the betting market telling you that the detroit lions are much better than their record shows whether it's a full agreement with that that's for another segment and it's also telling you that the vikings at 10 and 2 incredibly overrated and so we're going to hear a ton about this game I think the market is right. Don't be using any of that to sway you to make a bet on this one. Yes, the Simple Handicap Podcast, Adam Chernoff. Follow him on Twitter, follow the money, Paulie and Mitch Visa and the Sports Betting Network. You have a great write-up on Telegram about this game. So Stingley's sick, Cooks is banged up, and they go back to Mills. Uh, six in a row, they've been held to 17 or fewer. Dallas, 17 in this game at home. What'd you do with this game? 
I don't remember the last time I've laid 17 in an NFL game, but I'm betting Dallas minus 17. Like you mentioned, Stingley's sick. He's also got a hamstring injury, so he's trending not to play. Nico Collins, wide receiver number two, trending not to play. Brandon Cooks, wide receiver number one, trending not to play. You're missing a ton of pieces here for Houston, and there weren't a ton of pieces there to begin with. And it's a switch back to Davis Mills after a failed Kyle Allen couple-week experiment. I, the Texans and Lovey Smith, I mean, he just needs to go. He, he should not be a head coach in the NFL anymore. He's just bringing nothing to this team. He sits in this antiquated Tampa 2-style defense that teams can get whatever they want on offense, walking up and down the field. He's just lifeless on the sideline. The guy has to go. He's too old. He's got to go. He's been there too long. Hasn't changed. And he gets a Cowboys defense that's uh, they they just super aggressive. You see what happened against the Colts late in the game, late third quarter, fourth quarter. They get the turnovers. They can score. Uh, Dallas can get anything they want running the football if they're ahead. Uh, this is just a blowout spot written all over it. Uh, I think the Texans here, 13 points of reasonable output. Uh-huh. The Cowboys can score into the 30s. So I'm laying the 17. It's not wow. something I typically do often, but to me, Dallas, a, a play-on team at the moment, and Texans, I just want no part of them. Okay, good breakdown. This surprised me. So two weeks in a row, you've had a winner backing the Steelers. So now it's Huntley going against Pittsburgh, and the Steelers are favored, and the Ravens coming off the uh, the uh, miraculous 10-9 win against Denver. Uh, but Huntley looked good in there. Again, Huntley's played well with Jackson out. All these games have been close going back, it seems, for years with the Ravens and the Steelers. What would you do in this game? So a couple things with this. Like you mentioned, back-to-back weeks here on the show, we've been betting the Steelers. I thought the spot for Pittsburgh the last two weeks, really good. It was indoors against Indy, a defense with a lot of injuries. That was an average defense at best. Last week, it was the Falcons, one of the three worst defenses in the NFL. And an offense, how Atlanta plays, that lined up really well for what the Steelers were doing, but it's another indoor game for Pittsburgh. In this spot, all of that sort of goes away. The Steelers go back home. They're playing outdoors. They're playing a top 10 defense that's actually trending higher. Part of the value that I saw in Pittsburgh was it was a team that was seeing their point spread suppressed a bit because of how difficult a schedule of opposing defenses they played from weeks four till 11 when Kenny Pickett came in. And then they got this big break those last two weeks. No break here. Much more difficult competition. And the Steelers have been running a lot. That's not going to work against this Ravens front, which is trending as one of the top three run defenses in the NFL. Like you said about Huntley, Polly, he's a guy that's been there for the Ravens. He's really like a Lamar Jackson Jr. in many ways. Very similar playing style. Knows the offense. Has actually Mm -hmm. been a backup for the Ravens this year back in January against the Pittsburgh Steelers in a very competitive game. So I looked at this, and just now that the Steelers go from that underdog they've been all season, and now they were a favorite, I'll take the Ravens on the money line here. You can get about plus 110 currently this morning. Adam, not all props are populated across the boards right now, but uh, anything out there right now that you uh, uh, you fancy a bet on? Uh, you, you talked about golf and how he likes to exploit uh, you know defenses that play zone. Anything there in that game? I'll I'll give you two here before we go. So we'll go back to Amon Ross St. Brown, receiver for the Detroit Lions. His receiving yards over 82 and a half, playing off of this Lions offense, trending up. He gets a matchup that's very friendly against the Vikings. As you said, ton of zone coverage for Minnesota. That's where Goff's extremely efficient. With Swift back, with Williams coming in, it was more weapons here that defenses have to spread around. But we've seen big outputs for main receivers against this Lions defense. I'll go St. Brown again, Goff's favorite target, over 82 and a half yards. Yeah, and the other one, we have like 30 seconds. The other one is Herbert. You like him for the Chargers? A lot of people love this prop where you're looking at who's going to mm-hmm. lead the league in passing or rushing yards. I think Herbert can do that this week, over 285 and a half passing yards. Uh, matched up against this Dolphins defense. Uh, very quietly, one of the worst secondaries in the NFL, kind of injuries. Huge game for Herbert as the Chargers play from behind on Sunday night. You're the man. Follow him on Twitter, at Adam Chernoff, and the podcast is called The Simple Handicap. Best of luck, my friend. Thank you for the time. Thanks very much, guys. Enjoy the weekend. Yep. Tease up, tease down, or pass, and who screws up the Moneyline Parlay this weekend? Coming up next.
Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 